pasa la juca si no le voy a dar con esa. Y el pum 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 property out in this rural area and at first I thought I was gonna go to Somerset I was like man what the fuck <laughs> do with Somerset man um, but no it ended up being where um, you know I fed into the Southside school district there so um, you know I graduated from Southside and you know I was you know very fortunate to have a good head on my shoulders and uh, do well with my academics and uh, played soccer there you know four years and I was able to get an opportunity to play with uh, coach Hurley at Arley to the Lake um, And that was an eye opener. I mean, he's he's a valley boy himself, man. So um, it's a whole different atmosphere when you get there, and then you think you know soccer, man. And some of those <laughs> those those players that come in are just so skillful. I mean, it just, it's just so natural, and uh, you know you got to come in and work just ten times harder just to be at their level. But uh, you know, I wrapped up my undergrad there. Um, you know, fortunate to to have uh, some good people that I still knew at Southside and. Uh, this is my seventh year um, there with Southside, sixth year as a head coach, and uh, one year, the first year I spent it as an assistant. So, um, you know, it was good coming back to the community, and um, it's just it's unbelievable to see so much talent walk through those hallways. And, um, you know, I've been very blessed to have the kids that I have and um, at least give them the opportunity to compete, man, because I know in high school there were some games where they just weren't very pretty, man. But, uh, you know, I, th I think we've done well. I think uh, without the kids, man, I, I wouldn't be who I am or where I am right now as a program. Absolutely. And, and we talked about it earlier here now that I'm all mic'd up like a, a professional. Um, you uh, you started off as an assistant coach there at Southside and then had the opportunity to get promoted to uh, the head coach. And you've been there as a, as a head coach now since uh, the 2014-2015 season. Yeah, I, I kind of lose track of those numbers now. You know, <laughs> it, it just feels like every year is just it flies by. But sure. yeah, I, mean, I think it was at 2013, 2014, I was the assistant there, and uh, you know, I basically got the keys to the to the Corvette, or however you want to say it, man. But you know, I was able to run my own show, and you know, with very little supervision. And then once the opportunity came, man, it was a no brainer to kind of uh, just take the job. You know, it's it's something that I've always wanted to give back there to where. Uh, You know, I felt that we could really be something special as a group, and uh, it's it's had its, its trials and tribulations, man. But you know, it's 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 been it's been a wonderful experience for me to say the least. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit, just kind of about that performance from last season that you've built off of. Um, you know, tell us how you guys finished last season. I know you guys have been able to accomplish some district titles and things like that there uh, under your tenure, under your watch. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the success you've had with the program and just kind of what you guys were building off from last season. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 kind of funky just trying to find the right formula. I mean, I, I think it's it's always a challenge when, when you think you have a certain formation or, you know, you want to hit the weight room or, you know, whatever the concept may be. And, You know, I think the biggest thing for me as, as an individual and as a coach is just trying to uh, learn as much as possible. Um, I, I used to be real gung-ho with the mindset of lifting weights in the offseason and just trying to be bigger, faster, and, and stronger. And, you know, not that it didn't work. It just it, – it, it, soccer is a whole different animal. Um, I think in, in retrospect and the things that I've tried, things that I've done – You know, I've transitioned everything that I've done to futsal. I mean, a lot of the trains, a lot of the things that we do is inside a gym. I mean, it's just the, the first touch is much faster. The decision-making is much quicker. And I think if we're able to challenge the, ki the kids on a daily basis to think faster and play quicker, um, it usually translates out to the pitch. You know, um, we do have, you know, 5v5 sessions, you know, technical Um, you know, I, I think this year I've been extremely blessed to have one of the best staffs that I've, that I've had 
Um, you know, my, my assistant coach got the, uh, the girls job last year, which she got her for this year. So I lost my goalkeeper coach. Uh, but we had a tremendous, uh, coach that came on staff. This is this year, uh, uh, Bart Valerio, he came from Madison. He spent some time up there, uh, Madison on the boys and girls side. Um, and I know, um, you know, we've, we've picked each other's brains. We've done a lot of different things just to kind of, uh, just to share our soccer knowledge and what we can do to improve the program. But um, I think in retrospect, what we've done as a group and what we've been able to accomplish, man, is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been tough though. I mean, we, we've had some tough districts, we've had some tough matches and, you know, I, I think, you know, we're already starting um, in a tough position. You know, we're not as fortunate as some other districts uh, to have the kids to play club ball and, and uh and have that year-round training you know i get some freshmen within my the first year who can't pass the ball 10 yards to each other you know and that's some of the struggles that we've got to deal with and um you know as long as they're able to work hard for me that's all we ever ask you know we can't coach effort um but when they do bring that to the table man you know don't care how talented another team is you know we're gonna fight to that last second so um you know, with some of that success, it just comes down to who wants it more, you know, and um, we had some exposure um, the first year after I finished as the assistant and I, be, I got the head job. We got realigned with, I, I felt was one of the toughest districts I had ever been through. And we were talented that year. I was so excited because I thought we were going to go into and play Harlandale, McCollum and, and Floresville and those cats. And I was already thinking about district titles and then when the alignment came out, we were matched up with Laredo Nixon, Laredo Martin, Cigarroa, Eagle Pass, and I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> I, th I think Cigarroa that next year went to like the regional tournament, and I'm just like, I mean, they're just a talented group. I mean, they had like a three-headed dragon up there, and, um, you know, we missed the playoffs that year by one point. All we had to do was uh, – no, I'm sorry. We, we tied for fourth, but we lost the head-to-head -to, -head, uh, to Laredo Martin, but – uh, you know, that experience kind of set us up for some of the success that we needed to, to play, a speed of play and all those things. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to, to be good and then have talent, but, you know, it's, it's always a challenge. I mean, having to deal with academics and, and all this and why are they skipping and all that in between. So it's, 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 it's pretty eventful every day. You just never know what's going to come across your path. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, highlighting the team this year and, and what you guys have been able to accomplish right now, sitting at that number three spot, you know, you've tied Southwest legacy and then beat them head to head. So kind of securing uh, what hopefully will be a, a UIL tournament appearance. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the program this year, how you guys kind of started off as a team where maybe you've grown. Cause I know there uh, as of late, you guys were getting on a pretty hot streak there before the uh, recent pause in play. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, you know, it's it's always tough to compare, you know, how a team starts and, and how they are later down in the year. You know, I kind of keep track um, of, of some of the teams we may see in the by district and, and some maybe in the area. Um, but it's 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 tough to think a team is the same team from the beginning to where they are now. And I know when we started off, we did really well. I think we played Cigarroa in, in the championship match there at the Edgewood tournament and. I think we controlled the, the entire game and they just had a really talented striker that was just taking three or four guys on and they kind of bit us and um, didn't perform as well as, as, as well as we should have in the Edgewood tournament. I mean, the Harlandale, I'm sorry. I mean, we got matched up with Del Rio and then Jefferson was pretty solid and uh, we, we, man, we just got banged up. We had just self injuries where uh, twisted ankles, little things here and there. We had some younger guys that needed to step up and some did, some didn't. And then, um, I think we finally got into district play and uh, it's a rough stretch for us. We started off, you know, play legacy and, you know, we controlled the entire game. I mean, we took about 36 shots wow. and we could just find the back of the net, man. <laughs> it was just one of those matches where, you know, I thought there was a goal here and the goalkeeper made a tremendous save and, but hats off to coach Rodriguez, man, his game plan worked. And, uh, you know, he's turned that program right around, man. They, uh, you know, I, I think they, they beat Eagle Pass win um, 
and during that spring break play because I was really curious to see how they would do because I was like, you know, well, if Eagle Pass loses and I was already doing all this math in my mind, and, you know, could we get to third or we could stay in fourth, you know? And But, uh, you know, we have that juggernaut, man. We had to play Southwest. We had to play Harlan. We had to play Eagle Pass. And it was just one of those, man, where if we can at least survive and, and, and get the momentum going, then we'll be all right. So, um you know, we, we play really tough against Southwest that first time. I know we lost 3-0, but, uh, man, it was scoreless all the way to about, like, 10 to 15 minutes left in the game. And they, they ran a really beautiful set piece from the corner that, you know, we just, man, they executed it really well. And I think you got to live in that by the sword, man. Either hold on to the, the game plan or you can't win with zero, man. So we, we let it off. And uh, I mean, the once, once they got some space in those pockets, man, it was just tough to defend. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just really good offensively. So, uh, and then we played Harlan the next game and we were beating them. We we're winning one zero. And then one of my, my smart soccer players decides to get a, a red card, man. So we had to defend <laughs> for our lives for about 60 minutes. And, you know, oh. Harlan, they just have so much talent, you know, offensively, man, it was just, they, they, they broke us eventually, but mm-hmm. Um, you know, we finally got into rhythm with beat Eagle Pass, and then you know, we kind of went like a six or seven game streak, come back, play Southwest, and you know, that was probably the best game we played all year round. We had chances to beat them, man. Um, you know, we got caught sleeping on a call with the ref, and um, but again, you know, we, we had 1v1 opportunities that we should have capitalized on, and they're just you know, they've got a really goalkeeper, really good goalkeeper back there, but uh. But, you know, that was, I was, you know, I'm not happy with losing, but, you know, that was a very, you know, good game that gave us confidence, mm-hmm. uh, especially going against Harlan at home. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one of my main strikers decides to go to Mexico and misses the entire week that follows up with Eagle Pass and Harlan on the district schedule. So, um, you know, it was, it was a tough, you know, we didn't have that threat up top that we needed to have that stretches out the field vertically. So, uh, but, you know, it is what it is, man. We were, we were playing tough. We were playing well with the caps that we had. And I think we wrapped up uh, with Floresville before we hit the break. And, uh, I mean, that kind of solidified things for us at that point. But uh, uh, it just it's been it's been a hiatus, man, just trying to see whether or not the season's going to play out or it's not. So, um, Are you guys hearing some feedback? I don't know if there's a pin or something on the desk, Coach, but we, we were just hearing a little bit of feedback from the mic, I think, on, on your end there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I don't know what it might have been. That's okay. No, we, we could still hear everything you were saying, man. So, um, yeah, you know, getting into that hiatus and, and the break and, and all that stuff, man, it's it's kind of been a difficult uh, last shoot. It feels like two months now, but it's only been a, a few weeks, I guess, you know, that all this has been going on. Uh, what type of communication have you kind of had right now with your players or what are you trying to do to keep them ready and stuff like that while everybody's kind of in this unknown stage? You know what? It's, it's, it's kind of interesting that you bring that up. Um, I know it was kind of uncertainty. I know we were allowed to, or we weren't allowed on campus. And once all this happened, uh, we knew that there was a suspension of play, but there wasn't a suspension for practices of all that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't take the risk. I didn't, you know, I knew some of my kids were out of town. I knew some of them are doing what they have to. Um, but, you know, just for me at this point, you know, I just, just maintaining the shape, touching the ball as much as you can. And what we do as far as communicating with, uh, you know, our players on, on our team and just making sure that they're somewhat fit, somewhat in shape. So that if we do come back, I mean, I, I don't know, we'll be, as, as, as sound as what we left the pitch, you know, so, um, but interesting enough, I, I got an email maybe about a week ago that UIL mandated that we can only have like eight hours of communication with, with, uh, you know, extracurriculars that we're allowed to do on their own. I know there's a lot of programs that I see on Twitter that are constantly sending workouts and I think we're doing the same things that I saw mm-hmm. with my kids, but I mean, they kind of transition the same restrictions. Yeah even being remote virtual. yeah and i'm just like well you know it's it's usually it's about like a 30 minute you know one hour conversation that we do with our players and staff and mm-hmm. but you know i thought that was interesting to say you know what um you only have eight hours just like you would like on a regular school week so i just you know it's it that was an interesting email when i saw that 
Yeah, and I know when the decision was first made, you know, they kind of mentioned that they were going to leave the the whole practice thing up to like each district or each superintendent or, or whatever there to decide whether or not they wanted to still allow that. But I don't think any of the uh, districts or any of the coaches that I spoke to were to participating in any kind of practices whenever they, you know, extended that spring break that week. So it's got to be tough to kind of monitor those players and um, you know, I, I know I've heard it mentioned that, you know, you'd want like a reacclimation period when you guys do come back, if they do decide to uh, continue the state tournament. Is that something that kind of you're for or, or what do you what do you feel like would be necessary just to try and get your guys ready? Yeah, I mean, I just think if, if you look at our perspective or where our situation is, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's necessary. I think um, I think it's beneficial and you know at, at times you look at teams that were doing really well in san antonio i mean you look at some of the teams on the girl side like madison and lee um you know even on the boys side man i mean teams are just just on fire man and you know to have it stop and how do you continue to create that creativity and that repetition and just the consistency when you've been off or you know close to a month or yeah by the time um, we start um, I know that UIL has set that guideline for May 4th, and that's going to be another month off the pitch. So, um, I mean, you had some dark horse teams that were probably going to make a nice little run into the playoffs. I mean, right now we probably would have been into the regional. No, it would have been in the third round, possibly, give or take, possibly this Thursday, Friday. So, um, I mean, I just don't know how a team can bounce back and maintain that same momentum. You know, it's it's – I mean, it would have been nice if, if you were injured all the way through and now you got some time for your boys to recover. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's just I, I would rather just go on with the punches, man, and just get those guys going with the with what they've had. Mm-hmm. Well, I know uh, that, that's I, I'm pretty, pretty much I, I don't know if uh, Harry or Danielle or Rafa, I don't want to be the only one here taking all your time and stuff. I know they usually chime in at the end that I didn't give them a chance to speak. So. I'll let uh, one of you guys uh, ask uh, Coach Lopez here the next question. I'll let Rafa go. Now, I'm <laughs> curious with as far as with the, like with the grades. I know how you mentioned the layoff. Yeah. Uh, how's uh, as far as the grades? Yeah, you know, so I, I was kind of worried about that myself because I know as we went into spring break, obviously we didn't have any games because we got fortunate to have spring break off and a lot of my kids just go out of town. So, um you know, if they would have regained eligibility three weeks after that, I mean, a lot of my – I was iffy about one or two kids that I wasn't sure were going to pass, but um, I was kind of curious to see, well, how is that going to play off? If we are back in the school system, do they regain that eligibility? Like, what's, what's the situation? But from what I've heard from our administration team um, is – it's 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 a challenge right now. Some of these kids in our area within our district, uh, it's a rural community, so the internet's not always available. The technology is not always there. Um, and we're it's hard to hold a kid accountable when you know they don't have the necessities of, of other school districts. You know what I mean? So I, I think they're doing a tremendous job. I think they've got uh, they purchased like fifty thousand dollars worth of laptops the other day. So oh, wow. um, I think at this point, when you look at it like that, I don't. I think they would allow every kid to, to, to play regardless of what their grade was. Now at this point, um, you know, I feel extremely disappointed for some of my seniors, man. I mean, you, you invest all this time and energy for us and you can't, you know, who would have known that maybe that last Friday would have been your last senior match, man. I mean, it's just good thing. We won that last game. <laughs> I say one, you know. yeah, one, of, one, of, one of your seniors is one of my club players, uh, Luis Mendez, and I've had a pleasure. Oh, okay. Oh, Wicho. He's, he's a, he's a golden boy over there at, uh, at Harlan's got his red card, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teach hey, him some discipline, Rafa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, he gets it from you, Rafa, I guess. Yeah, I need, I need to listen to him. No, yeah. he's, he's a tremendous kid. I think, uh, you know, real respectful. He's, he's an interesting, uh, uh, he, he's, since I've had him, he's come a long way. I know I know a school from Pennsylvania was looking at him. Yeah, you know, I, I think he has a grade. That I think he has the opportunity to do something, man. He just – he works super hard. I mean, his foot skills are just dynamite. I mean, his legs are like spiders, man. It's just yeah. everywhere. But, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a kid that, that plays with so much passion. I mean, yeah. I mean, the energy, the, the things that he does, I mean, whether it's just practice. I mean, he's going all out, man. Yeah. He, he'll give it a damn. 
But uh, you know what? He, he transferred from Alamo Heights. Yeah. And I was like, what? What, what are you doing over here, man? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, his, his, his buddies, his buddies will go to Alamo Heights. And I know last year he mentioned to me that a little bit because of oh, the last year's playoff game. You know what? And, 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 he, had a little bragging, he had a little bragging rights over the, <laughs> the last year's playoff game. And you know, I know we, I know we beat him in the last seconds of that game, man. <laughs> yeah, he told me about. They told me about that. We, I thought we should have beat him like three, four, zero. I mean, we just, we just had him on the counters. They couldn't handle our speed, and I mean, we just, we just couldn't find the back of the net. But hey, a win's a win, man. I'll tell yeah. you that. I was kind of nervous about him this year, man. I look at some of their scores, and they're just blowing uh, teams out. Uh, well, I saw them this year. They're, they're actually very, 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 very good. They touched the ball. I know they have a new coach, but they touched yeah. a lot. Better. I, I saw that job opened up, man. I just I was intrigued a little bit by it, but I was just no. I got the cats for another few more years, man. So I, I didn't really want to leave. And plus, I only live like ten minutes from work, man. So I'm just like, <laughs> I, don't know, I have thirty five. Well, they, they actually have about six of my club players that so play for Alamo Heights. Okay, yeah. I have one know. kid that's a he's a he's a sophomore right now. He's he's probably going to be their next stud. Well, I, I was curious about that last match that they had with Heights and Jefferson because I saw that one was a shootout. Was, I mean, yeah. I mean, goals from everywhere. Right. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff had a good team too. I just wasn't sure if that was like, man, was there no defense played or was it just they're that dangerous offensively? And I'm just like, it was tough to tell, man, because we, we were either going to play Jeff or Heights depending on what seed we got. And, uh, you know, obviously I'd rather play Jeff, but uh, – <laughs> But, you know, I was well, you wanted that like, rematch, right, from the uh, tournament I, earlier in the season. Yeah, it, it would have been fine. You know, I think I would have flipped, you know, and if we win, we win, you know. So I, it, it would have been all right. And I also know Coach Valerio because I coach with him at Club America. So he knows me. <laughs> hey, it's, 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 a small, it's a small knit community. Actually, I, just, I just sent him over the weekend the, the Club America curriculum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he asked me, so he has a – I'll send it to him on email this past weekend. So yeah. Oh man, you know he's he's. Yeah, he knows a lot about soccer. I love. I enjoy oh, coaching. Definitely. Him. I don't think I've met another person as passionate as, as soccer yeah. as Valerio is. Man, I think uh, <laughs> I think he dreams about soccer every night. Man. <laughs> Goes to bed I think with the ball. Uh, I think there was times throughout the year, man. I was like, you don't even want to even look at a soccer ball right now. <laughs> but uh, no, he's he's a tremendous guy. I mean, his energy. Um, you know, just working with them this year has been a really, a really tremendous uh, opportunity, you know, just because, you know, for, for me, when he came in, you know, I was just kind of curious to see what he could bring to the table, man. And, you know, I, I'm not arrogant. I'm not, I'm not big headed, man. I was like, Hey coach, we're going to knock this out as a group and do what's best for these kids, man. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been really, really uh, beneficial to have him on staff, man. He just, you know, it's, you think you know everything until you meet somebody. <laughs> Well, Danielle, did you have any questions for Coach Lopez before we let him go? I know you haven't had a chance to, to speak. It's okay. I'm shoveling food in my mouth. <laughs> Still working on that guacamole toast. All right, Coach Lopez. Yeah, I, have I, have one, I have one one more to ask him. Uh, Coach, what do you think about, like, I know you mentioned about your priest, district schedule. How important is it having a really tough pre-district schedule to get you ready for district? You know what? Um, I think that's one of the more important things you can do uh, for your program. I remember when I won that district title back in 2017, um, you know, it, it wasn't the, the largest district. I think we had like six or seven teams. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, we had like a five-game slot non-district matches. And the one thing that I enjoy about being at Southside is, is we get to schedule where we want to play. I know some coaches around the area don't have that luxury. Um, but I remember we, we had played in some tough tournaments that year. We, we used to host a tournament there at Southside. Um, and, I, I you know, I, I would match us up against, uh, you know, Victoria East. We ended up going against um, some schools out of Houston that would come in, some schools out of the Valley. Um, you know, for me it was just, hey, what do we got to do to get better? I mean, it, it don't matter whether we win or whether we lose, but – what opportunities do we got to be better at? And, um, and there was a moment that year where I just, I wasn't sure if that was the smartest decision. I mean, we ended up uh, playing Fredericksburg when they were really talented that year. Uh, we went down and played in Lavernia. And then, it, man, I just, I couldn't find our, our, our team's identity. I mean, anything that we tried to do, we, we just couldn't. 
uh, fix it, man. And then, you know, we started district play and then just something clicked, man. I mean, we probably lost four out of the five non-district matches that we had and we struggled in some of our tournaments, but man, when it came down to district play, man, we were just, something happened. I mean, something, I mean, it prepared us. I mean, um, and we were able to, to play as well as we did and then and take advantage of the opportunity, you know, and, um, you know, cause I, I do sometimes think about, you know, okay, yes, yeah, I think you may need, you might need some games where you need to build some confidence against mm-hmm. some teams where you know you can be, but, um, but does that really benefit you in the long run? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we had the opportunities to go and travel, you know, to like some of the, the, the Valley school tournaments that they have and just really get an eye opener. But, um, I, you know, <laughs> that that's to start the year off so quick like that, man, I just don't know if we'd be prepared, you know? So, um, but I, I think if, if you can put yourself in a situation where you can grow as a team, I think that's extremely beneficial. Um, um, I know the alignment just recently came out for soccer officially. I, I saw that today. I don't know if they came out today or sometime. But uh, I mean, it's it's very similar to the to the basketball and, and the volleyball district alignment. But I think we're dropping Uvalde and Somerset, and we're picking up Harlan and McCullum, which you know we we played them before. We know what to expect, but um, that's going to make our district a little bit more challenging. You know, I think. Um, you know, Somerset and Uvalde were struggling a bit this year. So, um, you know, I, I think and in, in hindsight, yes, sometimes I think you need some games where you can recover some of the players to stay healthy and maybe not get them as many minutes. But, uh, man, you know, we were just so banged up this year. I mean, I'm, I'm even contemplating just doing one tournament and then just having more non-district games where I can rest some players. But, um but it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. You know, I hope we get to finish the year um, as much as I want to be optimistic. You know, it's, you got to be realistic with the situation at the same time, man. You know, I know some school districts, you know, some in, in the Valley have already canceled school for the entire year and they're just doing the distance learning. So I'm just kind of curious how that plays out with, you know, they were in first place and then what happens now? Do they get slotted out and somebody step up now? So I don't know. A lot of questions. I mean, I, so. that's above our pay, our pay grade there, man. So I don't know. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, uh, just wait and see what the UIL announces. Um, but I know you've got uh, some some juniors and stuff like that on your squad that'll be a good core to uh, kind of build around if you don't get the opportunity to go on a playoff run this year. So we're looking for you guys to bounce back next year and uh, have another strong performance. But um, Wishing you guys all the best, obviously, and, and hoping you guys get to finish your season. Uh, like you said, all the hard work that these seniors have done here for the last four years, it, at least get to see it through whatever that might look like. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Before y'all let me go, man, I know we had that foreign exchange kid, man. And um, I know there were some schools there in Corpus, I, I think, uh, specifically Flower Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, we, we always had a matchup with them in that first round, man. You know, whenever they had that huge district and they split up and did all that, uh, man, they, they had all sorts of foreign exchange kids. But, um, you know, unfortunately, ours had to go back home to Germany. Um, I think as soon as the pandemic stuff started getting out of hand and they extended school, uh, the host family called me and they were kind of upset. They were like, Hey, um, we just got this email that he has to go home to Germany as soon as he can. So, um, you know, it, we're still, you know, he was a big quarter of that defensive piece that we have there this year, man. So, um, but he already took off to Germany, man. He's back home. So, um, I, I'm just wondering if, if any other schools that, that picked up foreign sure. exchange players, had, I mean, I'm assuming they had the same situation so be, yeah. before. Travel I mean, that, that changes the whole climate, man. Yeah. Uh, well, Coach, I just want to say thank you for coming on and everything and, and talking to us about y'all's program and, and all that good stuff. It's been a pleasure getting to know you a little bit more, and, and thank you for being a part of the roundtable. Oh, thanks, you guys. Anytime, man. Always good to catch up uh, with soccer from other people around the city, man. Yes, sir. But and I now you know Rafa, obviously. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> next-door neighbor. Well, I coach. I coached down at Mission City. That's where it's my Oh, coach. okay. So you know my boy Gabriel and then yeah, uh, Gabriel, Gabriel, yeah, he's my president and you know. You might have to send me the, the curriculum, man, so I can observe. <laughs> you got the Chelsea one and the Ajax one, so. <laughs> Just dig yeah. through the file folder right here. I got you. <laughs> 
All right, Coach. Well, you have a good evening. Those of you guys tuning in, don't go anywhere. We got Josh for uh, San Antonio FC's USL E-Cup joining us next. We'll be right. All right, well, we are joined with Josh Richards here, San Antonio FC's USL E-Cup contender, I guess is the best word for you. Yeah, I think so. Player, contender, champion, hopefully here pretty soon. Um, welcome to the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely, man. So um, I think before we get started here, all of us were kind of Tell us a little bit more about like the E-League, about Rocket League, the competition, just some of the strategy involved, uh, your hours played. Give us a little quick overview for those that maybe aren't familiar with Rocket League. Yeah, so uh, Rocket League, very similar to soccer. Normally, it's uh, three on three or two on two, but the USL has decided to do a one on one competition. Uh, obviously, there's cars and you pick up boost, which helps your car go faster. You can fly, you can flip, all that stuff. Um, I have about 500 hours, um, which I heard the commentators say uh, they can't imagine playing that amount. But uh, for video games, it's a pretty average amount. Um, there are some gamers like the pros for Rocket League have like thousands and thousands of hours. So, so this is over the course of like four years, five years, a month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been playing since uh, January of 2016. Okay. So, yeah. I saw you had the OG tag there on your uh, handles. Is that what that's indicative of? Yeah, that uh, I think they gave those to a bunch of players that started playing pretty early on. So, Very cool. So 500 hours now with Rocket League, former ETP Academy player for San Antonio FC. Uh, if you didn't see the broadcast earlier, they did mention that. Tell us a little bit about that uh, playing and training with the uh, ETP Academy and what your journey started off as for San Antonio FC. Yeah, uh, I loved the ETP. Uh, growing up, my club soccer was always was never the best. Uh, I didn't play at any huge clubs in San Antonio, really. Um, but uh, made the ETP, and it was amazing. It's such a, a fun group of guys. The coaching staff is amazing. The quality is unreal. It's Everyone there is amazing. The speed of play is so much fun. I got so much better there. Uh, so that's basically where I started with SAFC and then uh, sort of kept in touch with some of the coaches there, uh, especially like Jeremiah, one of the academy coaches. Uh, he's helped me a lot in my career so far. And uh, yeah, just sort of stayed in touch with those guys. And then uh, when I saw that the USL was doing the E-League, I just was hopped on Twitter, tweeted at SASC. Uh, luckily they saw it, and now here I am. So it was that simple. Like, I was curious, that was going to be one of my questions, is what that process looked like when you found out, or, you know, did they sign you to a, a one-month contract, or, or how did that work? <laughs> Which the terms are always undisclosed, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I woke up uh, one morning, saw that uh, the USL was doing this Rocket League tournament. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Uh, I think I'd be great for SAFC, obviously, to have a lot of experience uh, with Rocky League and being a former ETP player, I think I'd fit right in. Uh, so I just hopped on Twitter and I berated SAFC. I sent them like two <laughs> or three tweets just listing reasons. I was like, hey, I want to be on the team for this and this and this. And then uh, then they messaged me and here we are. Hey, shooter, shoot, right? That's what you yeah, got to exactly. do. Well, now, real quick, how is does the bracket work? Because I know you're kind of in the Copa Tejas bracket and uh, the Riverhounds. Um, is it top two? Is it the top one? Who goes out? And then is it uh, lose and go home kind of thing? Yeah, so it's the same format as the World Cup. So the top two teams in each group will move on. Um, and then a single elimination after that. So today you obviously had a very impressive victory. I, I know you said that you had a chance to kind of catch some of the other matches. So we'll get into who you think, you know, might give you an actual run for your money because – Today, it seems like uh, at times, were you practicing for future matches, just honing some of those skills there a little bit when you let uh, that one go in? Or, or what was kind of your process in today's match? Yeah, on the ones that I let in, I was just sort of like, uh, I have a huge lead. I'm just going to go just try and score the weirdest goal I can and just sort of uh, forgot about defense. So that'll happen. 
Um, I'm definitely, I think uh, RGV has a pretty decent player. RGV's got a good one. Yeah, that's going to be a, a fun matchup. Uh, looking forward to that one. That, that'll that definitely be my most competitive in group stage. Uh, after that, we'll see. So I'm just curious, you mentioned the different trick goals that you kind of scored. And as I was watching, I was wondering, you know, if that's what you were going for. So I saw the one where you hit it in reverse. Now, I don't know if there's names for these, like in skateboarding, and I'm just not aware of it. But the which one was your favorite? Was it the backwards goal? Was it the, the flip in the air, the pass to yourself? I mean, there were so many. Um, Jeez, I don't know. Uh, the backwards goal was definitely nice. There was one where I got the ball at about midfield on the right wall and carried it on top of my car and then flicked it over. I think that one was, was probably my favorite. I've been working on those flicks for a little while, so to be able to execute one in-game is pretty nice. Well, and then that last one I saw where you thought you already had it from, like, midfield and then drove back to your own goal when it just missed. The showboating. Yeah, okay, I, I hated that narrative, basically. I, okay, so I definitely shot it, but I was – I was in the air and I only had like 13 boosts left. Okay. And I knew that uh, my opponent had more boosts than I did or more than likely had more boosts. So I wasn't driving back to like showboat and be cocky. It was, I knew I wasn't going to beat him. So I wasn't going to risk the counterattack. So I went and collected boost and then waited for him to hit it again. And see, that's why we have you on the show, Josh, to defend yourself against that. Yeah. Tell us the yeah strategy. I, didn't, I didn't like that. The commentators <laughs> called me out like that. <laughs> So how important is boost in Rocket League? Like, I know that's probably one of the key factors when it comes to strategy and stuff like that. Get into a little bit of the strategy for us. Yeah, so especially in 1v1, boost is like the most important thing. Uh, what's going to win you games is how you control your boost and how you control the ball. So the person with the most possession will probably win, but the person who uses their boost the best will guaranteed win. So there's a lot of stuff you can do. Uh, for me, if I have the ball in the attacking half and I realize that I'm not going to be able to get a shot off, I'm going to go and I'm going to try and steal that person's boost. Their, their corner boost, so the boost in the corners and at midfield, you get a full tank of 100 boost. Um, so then I'll go and steal those boosts. That way, A, I get some boost, and B, the opponent doesn't have any boost. Gotcha. And uh, especially in 1v1, it's uh, if... It's like pixels, basically. So if you hit the ball, if you go into a 50-50 challenge and you hit the ball just a little to the left or a little to the right, it's going to shoot out and the opponent's going to have an open net. So boost is really important for 50-50 challenges because the more you have, A, the quicker you'll get to the ball, uh, but B, the more power you'll hit the ball with. And so the person with the most boost will most likely win the 50-50 and get a chance for an open net. So kind of the scariest part of it to me was like the kickoffs where you talk about those 50-50 balls and stuff like that. That's actually how we scored. How do you strategize on the kickoffs? Do you just go balls to the wall and try and get there first? Or do you have to kind of like fake it out and play a little bit of defense and then counter? We got lots of games. Hold on. Like, <laughs> no, I'm no, learning okay. here. This okay. amateur Don't Rocket League player. Strategy, gosh. No. <laughs> We want you to win, okay? Don't worry, I'm not. I'm not giving away any major strategy. This okay, is good. this is Basics, uh, Rocket the League pretty common stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for kickoffs, basically, it's you want to get there first, but you also want to hit the most ball you can. Okay. So you want to hit the center of the ball, or for me, I like hitting the center of the ball near the top of the ball, because um, if you hit it to a side, you don't know where it's going to shoot out, and if you hit the bottom of the ball and the other person hits higher on the ball than you, it'll shoot behind you. So you just want to get there as fast as you can and hit it as hard as you can with the most surface of your car. Gotcha. Well, Danielle, okay. some some non-strategy session or questions here for, for Josh? So listen, I am going to be honest here. The last game that I played was Mario. Like, original Mario, not like any of these other... In 64? Or like... No. <laughs> On the original Nintendo? Original, like, this is me dating myself. Like... That's it. Mario 1, oh, Mario 3, that, <laughs> no more. I did not go anywhere after that. Anything else, too many buttons, too many, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I just want to run and jump and get things. Like, you know, too many buttons, too many. So, no. Well, here's a question. So, yeah. I noticed that it went straight by score. Do you, or do you get extra points for doing tricks, or is there, like, a, like, a different score for, like, tricks and all that stuff no there's not any different scores for different types of goals or anything 
Does that give um, you boost or anything for when you do tricks, or is boost the only way you can get it to hit the things on the ground? Yeah, the only way to collect boost is by picking up the pads along the ground. Okay. See, we're getting the terminology now down, too. The pads. Yeah, yeah boost, pads, <laughs> uh, flips, aerials. I'm uh, a pro at this. By the time this podcast is over, I'm going to be an <laughs> Ely Rocket expert. I probably just butchered the name, too. Ely Rocket. I don't know. Back to someone who knows what they're talking about. I have the San Antonio round, the Soccer Roundtable E Rocket League now. <laughs> so outside of Rocket League, man, what other games? Like, what's your favorite stuff to uh, to play? Uh, well, growing up, I've always played the sports games. Okay. Uh, I loved, uh, the college football games growing up. Thought those were amazing. Yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, they're probably coming back now. So that's exciting. Uh, I love MLB the show. Uh, although I switched to Xbox, so I don't get that anymore. Yeah. No baseball games on Xbox. Which sucks. Although it is coming, uh, 2021. I think I saw that. Oh, nice. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, Skate 3, which is a skateboarding video game. I like that a lot. Um, I played Fortnite for a little bit. That was uh, pretty big. Uh, but yeah, mostly just sports games. Gotcha. Well, Rafa, Harry, did you guys have any uh, any questions from our uh, EUSL Cup contender? No, no I like said here, I, I ended up watching, I think, most with the exception of the last game here. Um, I know in group one, uh, Reno with, uh, Raph out loud, uh, he was pretty dominant and so bad that the North Carolina guy <laughs> didn't Rage show quit? up for the second yeah. game. <laughs> it was just out there and he was just, you know, driving around and, um, and then, you know, the RGV match came on and, you know, the, you know, the goal difference cause goal difference matters on, you yeah. know, on here. And, uh, you know, Raph out loud kind of took it a little bit easy cause there was no opponent there. Um, but no, so, you know, he was pretty good. The interesting one to me was right, you know, Phoenix Rising, which you know could be somebody that we face in the first stage in the knockout round, depending on if we finish first or second. Um, uh, I forget who it, who it was. It's one of their center backs, um, but he would lay back and do the counter attack, where he would be mm-hmm. inside the goal, and then you know he'd be able to attack it and then have that boost and and be able to counter it back, which I thought was an interesting strategy. And then of course in Group Four, uh, you know RGV, you know you know, in San Antonio, both uh, seem to be the class of the division on that. And, um, you know, as Mike Watts mentioned here, uh, the RGV San Antonio match will be the one to watch in this group. Yeah. Uh, assuming that no other ringers come in, you know, you know, cause I know, I think there's what three, there's the captain and two alternatives uh, mm. on the, uh, you know, on, on the roster that was submitted. So yeah, that's, still, that's the only thing I'm worried about. Cause I just have no idea what anybody's alternatives are going to be like. Right. So I know Reno's is the three guys that do the uh, uh, 1868 weekly, and they're all young and gamers. And, and I know Matt's pretty good, uh, you know, with it here. So I know he'll 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 go pretty pretty far in, in the uh, in the competition. So um, I'm excited for it. You know, I didn't think I would be, but you know, <laughs> I, I snuck it on at work, and Me too. you know, the 15 20 minutes it you know takes <laughs> for the matches, and um, I'm hoping there gets to be a little bit more competitive because you know. I think the closest one, you know, you know, there really wasn't any close matches. They were all two setters, and then that went to the th- you know, third round. Yeah. Third set, so. I want him to mic up the players. I want to hear Josh on the headset with the call so that these announcers aren't getting it wrong when he's just trying <laughs> to steal the opponent's boost and he's not showboating. Well, that would have been the interesting part is if, you know, uh, you know <coughs> excuse me, if they had a post game with that where he just had a quick interview with, the, you know, both uh-huh. sides to – you know, see how it went. Well, and, and you talked about, you know, in the interview for San Antonio FC, just kind of what it meant to play there for the ETP. And then, you know, now you're playing for San Antonio FC kind of in a different way that you probably never would have imagined. I guess so. Uh, one question that I might have for you. Um, I know some USL teams are, are starting to do more esports teams also. Is that a trend that you could kind of see growing with professional franchises kind of partnering with some of these esports competitions as well? Yeah, I think that's definitely going to come. Uh, teams in Europe have been doing it for a few years now. So, like, uh, Barcelona and PSG both have pro Rocket League teams that compete in the World Championships every year. So I think it's just a matter of time before it reaches the U.S. I think, yeah, I think it's cool that USL teams are already hopping on the trend. 
So see, now you've got one more bargaining chip after this. When you win the <laughs> yeah. cup, you can say, hey, Luis Preston, man, you need to make me a full-time employee here, guys. <laughs> so, and just to kind of recap what, what you're up to now, um, I, I know you, you know, you were attending a junior college there and still playing soccer and kind of had a change of mind in terms of what you, you think you might want to do for the, uh, rest of your life do you care to share with uh, everybody watching you know just kind of where you're at right now and, and what your focus is yeah so uh living in milwaukee wisconsin right now with my family uh working saving up money i'm really interested in sports media and journalism so hoping to do something with that in the future um, i'm not really out soccer completely gonna still still trying out for teams still practicing every day doing that although uh most leagues are shut down now so yeah that's gonna be put on hold for a little while <laughs> uh but yeah really interested in sports media uh i have a blog that i write uh that i really enjoy uh mostly about wisconsin sports uh maybe i'll write some about safc once the season gets started uh, and give but, a shout out yeah. for your blog man i know you didn't have like a twitch channel or anything like that where people could watch you play rocket league but what's the uh, website for your blog yeah, I think the website's name is The Curd. At least that's the name of my blog, The Curd, uh, like Wisconsin cheese curds. Uh, but you can find it through my Twitter. That's the easiest way to get to it. And that's at Josh underscore Richards 20. We got it uh, up there on the screen and everything. And so as far as cheese curds go in Wisconsin, because I know that's like for what fried pickles, I guess, would be down here in Texas. Yeah. Have you been able to find like the best cheese curds there in Milwaukee or... Oh, uh, I don't know what the best is. I haven't been able to try a bunch of places. Um, although Culver's, the fast food restaurant, is yes. really good. And there is a Culver's in San Antonio that I would go to every once in a while. So did uh, you know about cheese curds before you moved to Wisconsin? Or was that like a new rev revelation to you? No, I know. Okay, so my family, my all my extended family lives in Wisconsin. Okay. So I, I would spend my summers here. So I've known about cheese curds my entire life. And every summer, whenever we'd come back to Wisconsin, we'd always buy a ton to bring back home. Uh, so whenever I go to Culver's in San Antonio, I always be like, all right, got to get a bunch of cheese curds. So, so I have a similar experience. Uh, all my dad's side of the family lives in like Anigo, Rhinelander, Wausau, so uh, the, the Northwoods mm -hmm. kind of. And I remember we go up there every year for snowmobiling, and they had never heard of fried pickles before. They looked at me like I was stupid or something. And uh, so we went while we were snowmobiling and did all the bar hopping and literally asked every bar if they had fried pickles. And people looked at me like they had never heard of that before. So yeah, you'll have yeah. to wise them up to some fried pickles, man, and teach them some of that southern fried food as well. Yeah, there is uh, one restaurant in Milwaukee I know that has fried pickles because uh, we went there and on the menu it said uh, frickles. <laughs> frickles. It, yeah, <laughs> we were so confused we had to ask what it was, but... Were they the spears or was it an actual chip? I guess would be my next question. Uh, I they were just cut in circles. Okay, okay. At least yeah. they knew how to do them because everybody was asking me like pickle spears or they had no idea what I was talking. I about. like the fried spears though. Gotcha. A spears. Pluckers. Man. Pluckers has the fried spears and I love I love those. Well, Josh, we're wishing you the best of luck, man. I appreciate you coming on and just kind of short notice and, and teaching us a little bit about Rocket League. We'll be cheering you on and finding different ways to try and show you our support during the matches and everything. I don't know if we can come up with some sort of way for a uh, quarantine tailgate party or some, some chance or something, but we're going to have to figure something out to help fill this void that I think everybody's feeling right now with uh, the lack of sports. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, honestly, thank you to all the SAFC fans, the support I've been receiving uh, these past couple of days has been unreal. Uh, nothing I expected. So uh, <laughs> hopefully I'm going to keep winning. Going to last a while in this tournament. Uh, All you got to so. do is beat RGV. Yeah. You have to beat RGV. Win the Copa Tejas and, and you'll be happy. Exactly. Because exactly. if, if there is yeah. no other tournament, then we get the trophy, right, Danielle? She orchestrates the Copa Tejas <laughs> stuff. Default to the Ely. Default and, to the Ely. Yeah, so. hey. The, the founder the founder said it, therefore it's gospel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for some of us that uh, talk smack between RGV and SAFC, uh, we are already talking smack about this, even though <laughs> half of us have zero clue on how it's played, you know, so, but uh, no, wish you luck. And, and like I said, it was awesome, you know, seeing you do your thing out there and, uh, you know, it was amazing and beautiful. And, and for somebody that's played it a couple of times with my kids, I'm just like, yeah, I can't even, Fathom. I don't even know how he does that. Yes. Rafa, any other questions for Josh, man, before we let him go? 
I'll just good luck to him, and hopefully, like I said, he's, he takes care of our RGV, make sure you eat a brisket taco afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully you can knock off Phoenix and whoever else comes in your way. So good luck to you. Thank you, thank you. And Danielle? No, no questions, because anything out of my mouth will show That's... my complete void of being <laughs> for the past 30, 25, 30 years. So, no. Not good luck. Yourself any uh, tonight. Rock it out for us. Josh, one last question for you, man. I just thought of uh, any good tacos up there in Milwaukee, or is that like kind of what's the one thing you miss still about San Antonio as far as cuisine? Yeah, uh, there's no breakfast tacos up here, so I'm definitely definitely missing breakfast tacos. So match day, we'll have to uh, <laughs> overnight you some breakfast tacos <laughs> that you can reheat from uh, Taco Taco or something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And the next match day is against Pittsburgh, the River Hounds, and it is next uh, Wednesday, April 8th at 2 p.m., um, and it is, uh, you know, it was announced today that it is on ESPN3. Uh, so I thought that was kind of impressive. Awesome. Uh, and and, and uh, uh, kudos to USL HQ on that. Uh, you know, one of the uh, uh, big uh, sports writers, you know, pointed out that MLS has a, you know, a MLS E-League that's not on TV and USL is able to get, you know, there's, you know, Rocket League on ESPN Plus, or not ESPN Plus, but ESPN3. ESPN3. A lot of people wish it was on ESPN Plus, but uh, uh, we'll save here, that. But, uh, I think I think in a couple of weeks it will be. I was looking okay. this up today. I think in like two weeks ESPN Three is gonna uh, be involved with ESPN Plus. Okay, gotcha. Very cool, Josh. And then we... uh, Friday, April tenth, uh, four p.m. So uh, that's the big uh, one against the uh, hated RGV, uh, you know, uh, rival the, in, in the group stage. <laughs> All right, Josh, will you take care, buddy? We'll be following you and keeping in touch and everything. And thanks again for, for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nintendo? Oh, I tried to play James Bond once or twice, and it was like I just ended up shooting walls. James like, Bond on 64, we talking 007? Yes, Golden I think, I don't even know, but that's how bad it was. This was probably like, this is about 15 years ago. So yeah, like, I but now that I'm in quarantine, I really want to get the one where all the games are packaged into one. Like the Twitch? Yeah, I don't think you can find them now, though, because the electronics all come from China, and it's all been well, you couldn't you know, even shut even, down. They were reselling for $200. They were like yeah. 80 bucks, and then they were reselling for $200. I'm getting water. So just start and I'll be right back. Okay, cool. Well, as far as other news goes, um, I know everything's kind of on hiatus right now. We already talked a little bit about UIL and, you know, the, the, the main consensus is that it's going to be difficult for them to finish their season. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I well, it's to... impossible if, if schools down south have already stopped, right? Because, you know, you know, as the coach mentioned, you know, how, how do you handle that? If, if the schools have if the schools have stopped, you know, you know, down, you know, down in the valley, how can you bring them back? I, you I could guess have an after question. school practice or something like that. It's an extracurricular activity, you know. And, and I know yeah. we could sit here and, and I'm not trying to say that I think it's going to happen, but if you yeah, all wanted to have it, it happen, I don't know if they would. Maybe like we used to do like in football back in the day. You know, they probably maybe just. I guess to shorten and maybe just have the district champion be in the playoffs only. I, I can see something like that. An abbreviated kind of playoff. Just yeah. a one district. It's just be in the playoffs like they used to do in football. But, you know, how's that, how's that fair to the other teams that were in the top four? You know, it's it kind of defeats the purpose of that. But I, I could see you doing that. But the way it's going, I know, like, for us, like, our university, we just shut down today. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're out till the 30th, and then we suspended all of our athletic programs for NEIA, and they're not going to play them from what I'm hearing as far as in our part. So I, I, I just don't see the UIL, you know, coming back and playing this season. I think they're going to wait till August you know, to till start the fall. Up. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because – in the United States, we're so focused on playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. And we do it mostly just for entertainment. And we all love a Cinderella story. But if you think about it, if this was Europe, um, they would just take the top team anyway. The top team would win. And so 
is it fair? No, but if we were in a different country, it would be what they do normally. And so kind of like um, an English Premier League or, you know, the, the top team wins. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer, and, and I'll say this, you worked your butt off to win all of those games to be number one. It, you know, you worked that hard for that long. You deserve it. I'm probably going to get hate on, on Twitter or wherever, but um, they work that hard. They've, they've already earned that. Um, you know, now if there's, there's a couple, I know that where it was like one and two Close. kept flip-flopping back and forth yeah. and it was more like head to head, but um, yeah, that's the problem there. Like we have Warren and Clark tied in 28-6A for the boys. There's a couple districts, yeah. Are you going to yeah. flip a coin or are, are you they going to rock a rocket league and play a game there or, you well, know, that's, that's the situation. I can understand having 32, your 32 district champions, both 5A, like 4A, 5A and 6A playing in a 32 team tournament for each division. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something possible, doable for the UIL, but if you're in a situation where you're tied right now for, for the district title, it's... You could have those matches as a playoff, though, too, you yeah. know, like they normally do for that fourth spot or whatever to see who who's going to advance if you, for whatever mm-hmm. districts you had that where there was a tie, have a playoff They may match. have to do that. And that's, know. that's still an abbreviated version versus trying to do, because to your point, Harry, I think right now, you know, the goal is May 5th to come back and resume, and I just don't see that happening. I don't and then, see it. Like I say, I know coaches were looking for either a one-week or two-week reacclimation period. So now you're looking at like May 21st, end of May, mid mid May to start the tournament. And I I just you know you'd be running to the middle of June if you did a full tournament. Well, just... it's not even that. Just think about the player safety. Uh, you know, because you know, you know, I go out to Stevens quite a bit. You know, there, there's people walking the track, but there you know you've got some kids out there that's kicking the ball and stuff, but you're not, you're not the in the same you're not in the same shape you're not in game shape and you know a week to two weeks to be able to maybe you know kick the rust off you know you figure most of these kids are already doing stuff on their own or you know the coach is saying hey you know do x amount of lap, you know you know miles or whatever you know some sort of pre preseason program you know if you're quarantined you know depending on your housing arrangements how realistic is it for, you know, for teams to be able to pick it up, you know, and and I know not talking about serious injuries, but muscle pulls and and stuff like that. I think to be able to just to, you know, because you're going to turn into the most intense, Mm -hmm. intense playoff games for that, that, that you're going to be trying to do that extra step. And if your body's not fine tuned to me, you're kind of also asking a little bit for, you know, for player safety coming into, you know, possibly coming into to play as well. Well, and you also, the majority of the games are on turf too. Oh. And the, and the Texas heat. Now I will say the fair side of all of this is everyone's had time off. So yes. not like some teams are practicing. Some are, we're not having their, their, the fair part is, is everyone's in the same dilemma. It's not so like the USL where some teams are practicing and, and some aren't. Yeah, but I think the other part too. Those, those, those hidden things, but um, <laughs> you know, or a, yeah. the the other alternative is to say, well, we're not playing at all. So yeah. I think when we start asking, is it fair for this or that? It's well, would you rather have some teams play or, or no teams play? And I think the and, other hard part though is like some of the Valley teams have kids, and Coach Lopez and I were talking about this earlier that live in Mexico and travel across the border, you know, for school and et cetera. And some of those countries still, even if we resume some type of tournament, they're requiring quarantine for two weeks anytime they come back across and stuff like that. So it's just a really sticky situation that, to Harry's point, uh, both safety on the field and off the field, I think they might just come down. And especially if there's any more delays, I don't see them being able to finish. And the other factor is if UAL can't just do soccer, so if they're gonna if they're gonna do soccer, they're most likely basketball. would have to open it up to basketball Baseball. and the other the other winter winter sports there. That's that, that, that's the other thing that that kind of comes into play. Is yep. I know we focus on soccer, but this is a bigger issue than, than just that. And the only sports that were left over was the final four for basketball for the boys 
the, the boys basketball and then you still have baseball softball and track going on well i don't think i don't think the spring sports will play okay. I, I just you know the, you know so the only winter sport you had it was just soccer and soccer was the only one that was still left okay well, they, they canceled the basketball the day of the championship. They played the first game for like 3A or whatever and then suspended the rest of the matches that day. But, yeah, I was thinking about this and, you know, obviously this is very serious life and death. You know, you know, there's a lot of lives that, you know, will be impacted by this. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about and I graduated, what, in 91? But not to be able to go to your senior prom, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the senior ditch day, you know, the, the stuff like that, that, you know, you've worked the four years or the 12 years, for, you know, from, from school. Um, unfortunately for this year, the class of 2020, most likely, you know, you know, they're going to get the short end of the stick, which, um, you know, is, is a lot bigger than, than, than soccer and stuff, because, you know, those, those are big life events that that's. You know, as 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 a young kid, that that sticks with you. You know, for you know for uh, you know for the rest of your life, that that they're not going to get the opportunity to do. And they don't even get to say goodbye to their friends. Yes, or get right. yearbook. Like you can't. You may never see these people again because you're going off to different colleges. You're going to different cities and states. You may not even get the chance to physically, you know, give that hug, that high five, and enjoy or just tears and say goodbye. You don't even have that. And sometimes that closure is nice, too, when you're finishing and being able to say goodbye to people um, so that you can kind of move to the next phase. But, yeah, that's – Harry, I didn't even think about that, that it truly impacts just Everything. their entire life. I think we're going to be feeling all of the effects for the next few years. I don't think we're going to figure it out. I was on a webinar today, and she was saying that it takes about eight or nine months for the economy to readjust. Um, and get back to kind of where it was and kind of on an upswing. So even just for our normal lives, it's going to take eight to nine months for everything to kind of get back to a financial um, stability. Well, I know we were, I was talking with AJ cause he's, you know, we're, we're prepping him for, you know, Hey, no soccer um, and then possibly no school. And, and he's like, man, it'll be so many months before he sees us, you know, seeing his friend. And, and I was like, yeah, it's going to be six months if you really think about it. To go from the beginning of March, you know, if, if school doesn't resume till you know it August starts in, in 2020, till the end of August, you're looking at, at of them being out of school for six months, not being able to see friends and, and stuff like that. And you know, it, you know, I, I know it's a, a small aspect of life, and, and like the kids haven't you know haven't been able to go see their grandparents like they normally do and stuff. So it, it's a, it's a new uh, it's a new world right now. Uh, you know, hopefully it's very temporary and. Uh, you know, the, the government can, you know, pull it together and, and, and get this uh, knocked out and, and, you know, as safely and healthy as can be. Well, in other news, I mean, it's it's much more of the same. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, we didn't really have time to uh, discuss any other topics before the show, but I know we, we wanted to talk to Josh and, and to coach and everything. And um, but we'll uh, we'll probably be doing another show here. Uh, maybe not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, and just kind of do them every other week right now, depending on guests we can get lined up and, and everything else. But did you guys have any other final thoughts or anything like that before we put a bow on it? Uh, uh, Rafa, we can start, start Danielle, we can start with you, excuse me, since, since you already yeah. had a, you moved down into the lower left corner with all the adjusting that's been going on with the frames. Oh, so mine just stays the same. You're so, my blind spot. Now. Um, one of the things that I've gotten the works that's kind of exciting while we don't have a lot of soccer to talk about. So I've been working with some of the other female podcasters, um, to do kind of a Western conference USL podcast. Um, and so that's going to be coming up. So be looking for that. Um, and we'll probably just be exploring some different topics. Um, there will probably be some trash talk. So, um, we'll start announcing that. I don't know when it's going to be whenever I get my act together or whenever I get off the couch and my, and the series I'm watching is over, then that's when it'll happen. So, um, I'm excited about that and that should be, um, fun. We're going to do kind of just a special one-off podcast. So. We'll be excited to hear more details on that and be sure to share those as well. Rafa, what about you now, buddy? The other long-haired beauty over there on my <laughs> left-hand side. Wait, where's well, on the beard, too. Where's <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Where's Not with the facial hair. Who wore it best? <laughs> 
Me or Rob? <laughs> I haven't cut my hair Somebody over screen a year. grab this. <laughs> I haven't cut my hair over a year yet. So my hair grows pretty fast. So <laughs> you gonna challenge Thank Danielle? You, <laughs> All right, Rafa. What about you, buddy? Any final thoughts uh, for the show? Any final thoughts? Um, like I said, um, like I said, hopefully everyone stays safe. I know what, what's going on. It's, I hope a lot of people do take this serious. I think the as long as we follow the guidelines, everything will get back to normal, and you know we'll, we'll get back to the what we love us, you know, soccer or any other sport you love, you know. But I appreciate everyone kind of like watching, you know, watching the podcast, you know, and you know just stay safe out there. And a little cheap plug: uh, if you have any seniors out there still looking for a college? You got a two point five GPA, top get it. <laughs> get it. You got a free application. Contact me and let me know. We can hook you up. SA underscore Crimson underscore Idol for those listening on the pod. Get at him. Slide into the DMs. And we've also been doing the virtual tour pretty soon. Start learning a lot about virtual tours. So that's the coolest part. Very cool. And uh, Harry, I know you've been busy with uh, the uh, podcasts and everything, but uh, any other final thoughts for this week's show? Yeah. So my final thoughts, kind of what we've kind of ended the show on is. you know, please help out your neighbors. You know, like I, I saw a friend uh, that does another podcast, um, uh, Spurs and Salsa. You know, he's, he's you know, you know, he's down to his last roll of toilet paper. So I, you know, reached out to him, gave him one. So if you're able to help out, whether it's you know, friend in need, family in need, donate blood. I know that's something that they're asking for. Help out the food bank um, during this time frame. You know, I know my family's. You know. You know, pretty fortunate that we're, you know, we're, we're not living on a high street by any means, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, you know, we, you know, we, we do okay. And, and like I said here, just give back and, and help if you can. And, and like I said here, that's how we're going to beat this is, you know, keeping your distance and, and, you know, being kind and nicer. And, and, you know, if you've got, if somebody needs some help, if you're able to help them, help them. That's, it's the right thing to do at this time. Absolutely. And for those that do need toilet paper, I still have like seven jumbo rolls that I got from Granger. So I'm still on the first one. So uh, I'm happy to pass those along as well. But um, <laughs> hey, you're right down the road. I got to get you uh, speaking of that. You're a new visor anyway. So I'll leave it out there yeah. on my and uh, Danielle's new hat. So you can't give me uh, any more grief about. I know. The and I really pink. need it because. Let me tell you, coronavirus hair is real. It is awful. So if I can have a hat, I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I really want a hat to cover up this mess. We'll have but... to meet up off like 281 and I'll hand it to you on like a pole or something like that out the window so that you can grab Those it. Little, little yeah, the little the picker uppers. And then we also got these cool new uh, stickers courtesy of Sticker Mule, our holographic SA Soccer Roundtable stickers. So more details on those to follow but um yeah again you know kind of same message uh, as as last show uh we just really feel for the uh the seniors and everything talking to more coaches as we get closer to uh what should be the playoffs but isn't um you know i think they're they're just feeling the effects a lot more so keep your head up guys um we're gonna have more videos and, and more things to try and uh you know highlight the the amazing things that you guys have done this season uh, so be on the lookout for that. I'm kind of in the same boat as Danielle. It's easy to just get stuck into a, a little bit of a, a funk, you know, when you're in this uh, quarantine mode. But um, be on the lookout. We'll have some videos coming out shortly. And also, too, just wanted to say my thoughts and prayers are with Joe. Uh, his wife's mother passed away from COVID. She lives up in New York. So, uh, you know, we down here, it's not hitting us as hard as, as what it is in some other parts of the country. So uh, just thoughts and prayers are with Joe's family tonight. He's a photographer for uh, Lee High School boys and girls, and then also to uh, for Johnson. So just an amazing individual. I've had a few chances to kind of talk with him, and you can tell how special uh, those kids are for him and everything. And uh, he's uh, in a time of need right now. So just say a prayer, or, uh, keep him in your thoughts. Um, but this has been another episode of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Thank you to Josh and uh, Coach Lopez for coming on the show. Enjoyed chatting with you guys. What's life without goals? We out.